At Kroger, we believe it takes the right team to bring you the freshest produce. That's why we partner with farmers who grow only the best. And that level of teamwork means better, fresher options time and time again. Working with farmers is what it takes to be fresh for everyone. Kroger, fresh for everyone. When you're a Boost member, you get free delivery, double fuel points, and lots more. Sign up at Kroger.com boost. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I'm your host and your Guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the X-Zone. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the X-Zone comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern on the Talkstar Radio Network, X-Zone Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, Star Cable, and our growing family of broadcast affiliates, Red Cross Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, Asia, India, Africa, and Europe. By the way, our fourth largest listening audience worldwide is in India, the United States, Number one, Canada, number two, Europe, uh, I'm sorry, the United Kingdom, number three, and the number four largest listening area to the Exxon Radio show is in India. So to all our listeners worldwide, welcome to the Exxon. Uh, if you'd like to send an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com, and we have a great show in line for you tonight. My first guest is no stranger to the Exxon. Steve Alton is his name. And uh, Steve's book that was uh, that we talked about last year, Grim Reaper, The End Days, uh, was being hailed as an epic, epic must-read, is now in paperback. So we thought we'd ask uh, Steve to come back and join us to talk about Grim Reaper. Steve, welcome back. Great having you with us again. It's always a pleasure, Rob, because your your format is uh, it fits in perfectly with my thrillers, which are... Uh, fictional thrillers, but based a lot on fact and, and pretty scary stuff. Tell me, Steve, before we start talking about uh, your your book that has just come out in paperback, Grim Reaper, The End of Days, what is your personal opinion on all the hype pertaining to the end of the world and the end of the Mayan calendar come December the 21st, 2012? Well, I, I think that uh, there are things that uh, that are beyond the physical world mm-hmm. that we can't see. Or, or comprehend, and uh, that are driven by our own actions. They're driven by our own actions mm-hmm. as a human species, and um, uh, at some point we're going to have to pay the price, and that could be in 2012. 
Steve, stand by. You and I, we're going to take a break. Uh, but before we do Exonation, I would just like to remind everyone that this coming February the 17th, 18th, and 19th, I will be the Master of Ceremonies at the Body, Soul, Spirit Expo being held in Toronto at the International Centre. That's, uh, let me see, 6900 Airport Road in Mississauga, which is just on the other uh, the the International Centre is just on the other side of Pearson International Airport. If you'd like to find out how you can participate any information about the expo or where to see an expo is going to be in your area and when, visit www.bodysoulspiritexpo.com. That's www.bodysoulspiritexpo.com. My guest this hour, as I said, Exonation is going to be back with us on the other side of this commercial break. Is Steve Alton. We're talking about Grim Reaper and Days. End of days. And for more information on Steve, visit his website at www.stevealton.com. That's www.stevealton.com. That's www.stevealton.com. Or you can contact him through his email address, meg82159 at aol.com. That's meg, that's M-E-G, 82159 at aol.com. Dot com. This is the X-Zone with yours truly, Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Toll-free worldwide, 1-800-610-7035. Email X-Zone at XZoneRadioTV.com. On MSN Messenger, TV at Hotmail.com. And our website, www.XZoneRadioTV.com. Happy Labor Day to one and all from everyone here in the Exxon, and I'd like to welcome and say hello to two affiliates of ours, KOHI in St. Helens, Oregon, and KKRP in Oklahoma. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break in two minutes with Steve Alton. Don't go away. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine like hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining room can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you're visiting, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in Historic Felsmere, or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, Old Florida cuisine at its best. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. 
We all desire health, happiness, and fulfillment, but often get in our own way. Repeated patterns that leave us out of control can keep us feeling powerless, frustrated, and unable to move forward in spite of our best efforts. Unconscious patterning disconnects us from our gifts, often destroying the very thing we seek. But there is an answer. We can take charge of our destiny and heal the trauma of our history. Shamanism is an effective ancient modality that can reconnect us with our true selves, empower the creation of our dreams, and return us to health and balance. Cody Alexander is a certified shamanic practitioner and teacher. And welcome back. Experience. Steve Alton is our special guest. We're Email, talking this part of the show with Steve about his book, Grim Reaper, End of Days. Or visit CodyAlexander.net to schedule And Steve, who exactly or what exactly is the Grim Reaper? Well, the Grim Reaper, the legend of the Grim Reaper, actually uh, was established uh, about 666 years ago, and that, that's an important number there, because 666 years ago there was an event that paralleled the things that we are going through today. Uh, greed ran amok, dividing society into the haves and have-nots. Political corruption uh, was manifested, fueled distrust among the masses. Immorality festered in the Catholic Church, and and hatred became a tool of false prophets justifying acts of violence against minorities and immigrants. And these things were happening in the 14th century in Europe exactly 666 years ago, uh, just before Black Plague wiped out over half the world's population. Now, uh, if you know anything about the Black Plague, you know that it, it started in Asia and moved east into Europe, uh, into Africa, and uh, it was an end-of-days event. Um, and all these things that happened were precipitated by uh, the state of society that, that again, uh, the greed and corruption and immorality that festered uh, uh, in human society. Uh, the Grim Reaper uh, came out of all the death, that, that as these people were dying of bubonic plague and a really nasty plague that just swept across the nations, um, the survivors would visualize this... Uh, angel of death, mm -hmm. dressed in a black cloak and carrying a scythe, dancing the, de the dance of the macabre. Uh, and all the paintings that followed uh, through the survivors of the, of the Black Plague uh, would depict uh, the Grim Reaper. Is this all pointing to Judgment Day? Is the Grim Reaper part of the apocalypse that so many people are talking about today? Well, in the Bible, it states that uh, the end of days event will be preceded by the angel of death that will work, walk the earth, and, and that event has happened twice in our history. The first time, if you believe the Bible stories, it happened in the days of Noah, when again, greed and corruption and hatred were, were fueled by the masses, and, and uh, Noah built himself an ark not to escape the rains, the floods that fell, but to uh, bind himself in this wood so that the angel of death couldn't get them. Uh, the second event happened, as I described, 666 years ago from 2012, um, when uh, the angel of death again walked the earth in the form of the Grim Reaper, and bubonic plague nearly wiped out man. And the, the third event, which is described in Grim Reaper End of Days, will happen in 2012, when uh, it will be caused by um, a man-made plague. In, this, uh, in the book, it's called Scythe. It's a... It's a variation of bubonic plague, uh, which is being developed in Fort Detrick, Maryland, uh, at uh, taxpayer expenses here in the United States. 
and uh, is going to be unleashed in 2012 in uh, New York City. Biological warfare, an experiment gone gone awry. It was developed for biological warfare. Uh, its um, uh, user is a woman named Mary Clipote, who believes that she is the uh, the tool that will bring upon revelations, and she unleashes it at the UN uh, when meetings are going on to try to curb Iran from developing their nuclear weapons. And uh, through all this hatred that's going on, the plague runs amok in Manhattan. The city is shut down. The bridges are blown, and and the, the tunnels uh, clogged up. And to keep three million people in the city, and uh, Grim Re- the Grim Reaper, the Angel of Death, is walking amongst the people in, in Manhattan, uh, with with dawn set to uh, either uh, resolve this situation or or bring this contagion on to the rest of the world. You know, your your book is a novel, but it sounds as if it's a prophetic write. Because a lot of what you've written about in your book are happening in today's world. How does that make you feel? Well, it, it's, you know, as an author, I try to bring uh, certain things to the public's uh, eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that are brought forward in Grim Reaper in the days is the fact that in 2000, 2001, following the 9-11 attacks, um, anthrax, attacks occurred in the yep. United States. Uh, they, they occurred with uh, the, the anthrax were sent to Senators Dashiell and Leahy and members of the media. And the, who sent these anthrax attacks? Well, uh, we were led to believe by the FBI and slash CIA that uh, it was a lone guy working out of Fort Detrick, Maryland. Uh, but the truth of the matter, and it's revealed in, in Grimmery Brennan days through one of my contacts, is that the anthrax was weaponized. And in order to weaponize anthrax, when I, when I say weaponized, it means that it wasn't just anthrax. It was spores that were weaponized that could be placed on pamphlets and dropped over, say, Iran or some other Middle Eastern country or any country uh, that would spread anthrax through the countryside. That's weaponized anthrax. There's only one lab in the world that's capable of weaponizing anthrax, and that's Battelle Labs in Ohio. And Battelle Labs is a CIA-run lab uh, that were kept out of the uh, anthrax hearings uh, because uh, the the FBI didn't want them introduced, and uh, all that information is is leaked in Grimmy branded days, sort of like a WikiLeaks of uh, fictional hmm. stories. You know, we're coming up to the tenth anniversary of the events of September eleventh, two thousand one. Steve, how have you seen the world around you change because of those events? Well, primarily, you know, we, we're, we've been engaged in two wars for the last 10 years mm-hmm. uh, that have cost trillions of dollars and millions of lives, and, and, and all those things are negative aspects of society, negative aspects of the human ego uh, that were brought about by the human ego and, and, and uh, have, have changed the world, have brought uh, the scales of justice and, and, and evil into not just an even foray, but uh, have weighed the scales towards towards evil. And, and those are the things that are leading to the climax in 2012 when there will be a judgment day or there will be, uh, you know, a reckoning. There will be some type of change in society that has to take place because we just can't keep going on the way we're going on. What was your inspiration for writing your book, Grim Reaper, End of Day, Steve? Well, the inspiration came from um, Dante's Inferno. 
which is, uh, you know, a, a classic mm-hmm. that took place uh, right before the uh, bubonic plague hit 666 years ago. And um, uh, Dante's Inferno uh, really is a, a journey of the, the human soul uh, toward uh, cleansing. And in the story, Grooming Brenda Days, the hero of the story is is a, a U.S. soldier who has uh, toured uh, four tours of duty in Iraq. Uh, he left his wife and child after 9/11 uh, to go fight in these wars because he felt that uh, he needed to bring vengeance upon the Muslim world. Um, and he comes back disheartened and disenchanted and and missing his left arm. And uh, his soul has been tarnished. And and when bubonic plague breaks out. Of all people in New York, he's the one who ends up with the um, the vaccine, and he has to go through Manhattan, cross Manhattan, uh, from the north to the south, uh, uh, through what he visualizes are the nine circles of hell that Dante wrote about in order to cleanse his soul. So it's a pretty deep story, and it's a very layered story, and I think people who read the story are going to come away thinking, you know, wow, that was that was you know pretty insightful. What is the main focus that you would like people to leave with after they read your book? Is, is your book a prepare? Does the book prepare people for what could possibly happen in the future? Well, you know, everybody has a soul, and everybody's soul gets gets tainted and mm-hmm. and and needs to be cleansed. And 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 I think what you know, one of the things I reach into in the research is is. Um, an ancient wisdom that is uh, that older than any religion that uh, is a spiritual religion, uh, a spiritual um, teachings um, uh, that that deal with uh, the physical world and why we're here and why we were created in the first place and why the Big Bang happened and and all these things are revealed through the storyline of its characters. Why do you think we are here, Steve? Well. Um, it's not a question of why I think we're here. It's, um, you know, one of the things I'm studying is Kabbalah, which is uh, uh, a 4,000-year-old wisdom that that basically decodes the the uh, Torah, decodes mm-hmm. the Bible, and teaches us why we're here and and that there is a purpose. And you know, in short, the purpose is to love thy neighbor. And uh, but it gets much more involved than that. That uh, there are things that we can do to bring light into our vessel, light into our soul, and and uh, when we do those things, wonderful things happen. When we don't do those things, uh, you know, we're left with we're left at the mercy of our ego, uh, our true satan, mm-hmm. uh, which is trying to get us to to do the right thing. Tell me, Steve, do you think it's too late for this world of ours to turn around, make amends, and uh, avoid a total cataclysmic uh, finale? It's never too late. Uh, that's the thing. It's never too late for redemption, and that's what the hero of the story has to learn, that it's never too late, no matter how tarnished his soul may be, that mm-hmm. uh, uh, that the most light can come from the most darkness, that uh, um, it's when, when a person redeems himself that that brings the most light into the world. Steve, stand by. You and I have to take our uh, news break at the bottom of the hour. We'll be right back. Exxon Nation, our special guest of this hour is Steve Alton. He's the author of Grim Reaper, End of Days. And uh, he's also the author of Meg, a novel of deep terror. We're going to be talking to Steve a little later on this hour about Meg as well. 
Uh, he earned his bachelor's degree from Penn State University, his master's from the University of Delaware, and his doctorate from Temple University. He is the author of 10 published novels, including four New York Times bestselling and two international bestsellers, with three of his series optioned as a major motion pictures. Who knows? We may be watching Grim Reaper and Meg on the big screen soon. Steve Alton's our very special guest, www.stevealton.com. And we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the X-Zone from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. And welcome back, everyone. Steve Alton is our special guest. His website is www.stevealton.com. He's the author of, well, we're talking about two of his books today, Grim Reaper, End of Days, and uh, Steve, I still remember the f- the first time you were on with us. We talked about your book, Meg, and has the has the you know what has the consensus been of Meg now that there have been so many discoveries made, including gigantic sharks even living in salt free water? You know, it seems, once again, it seems like you're a prophet. <laughs> I don't know if I'm a prophet, but uh, I try to uh, do ample research into all my stories, mm-hmm. and and with Meg. 
you know, we're dealing with the unexplored realms of the deep sea trenches and things that, it, uh, you know, the, the reality is that we've only explored 1% of the deep and 5% of the entire oceans, which cover 70% of our planet. And, and so we really don't know what's down there. And Megalodon was not a dinosaur shark. It was around uh, 30 million years ago and, and only disappeared uh, over the last 10,000 to 100,000 years uh, where man has certainly been around, and and mm-hmm. so they still could be out there in the deep waters, and and uh, I, you know, it wouldn't shock me if one day, you know, s- something was uh, spied moving along the surface. Although if they live in the deep waters, there's no reason for us to for them to surface and show us their telltale mm-hmm. dorsal fin. You know, I, I it's um, wasn't there a, a fish discovered off the coast of Africa a couple of years ago that they believed had been extinct for millions of years? Yeah, uh, coelacanth That's is a right, lobe yeah. fin fish uh, that was discovered off the uh, coast of Africa. Uh, it was around, uh, I think it was the 300-million-year-old species that was believed to have died off hundreds of millions of years ago, and there they are, living in the deep waters off of yeah. Africa. What would Meg have eaten? Well, we know that Megs ate whales because we find uh, whale fossils uh, with uh, megalodon teeth still stuck in the bone. Um, but, you know, they would pretty much anything they wanted, obviously, but uh, mm-hmm. whales were the primary uh, uh, stable of their, of their diets. I wonder if uh, if any giant squid have ever been attacked by the Meg. Hmm. Oh, I'm sure, and... and um, in, in fact, uh, I have a new ebook out called Meg Origins. It's actually the prequel of the Meg series. It's available only in ebooks. And uh, Meg Origins opens up uh, with the HMS Challenger, which is the, the uh, exploratory ship, uh, which was the first ship to chart the uh, oceans uh, on a four-year voyage. And, and they found uh, thousands of megalodon teeth uh, in the Philippine Sea uh, right around the, the Mariana Trench. And, and where the where the story takes place in Meg, and and so you know, there's a lot of eye-opening information right in that prologue that deals with you know the history of ocean exploration and where we find all these megalodon teeth. Oh, oh, what other what other creatures did you include in the book, Meg? Uh, there are chronosauruses, uh, which were uh, a species that uh, also in one uh, particular genre of the species inhabited the uh, Philippine Sea Plate. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, they're active in the book as well as other species that had come across in Meg Hell's Aquarium, which is the fourth book in the series. If Meg was uh, to be found today, where would be the most likely place that explorers would be able to find Meg? Again, in the deep waters. Yeah, you, ha- you have to realize that, um, you know, we've only touched upon the deep waters. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there are the surface waters, which go down to about 1,000, 1,100 feet. And after 1,100 feet, um, light doesn't penetrate the deep, and that's where you have the biggest uh, living uh, realm on the planet, uh, the midwaters, uh, which are you know a couple miles down and, and uh, or 1,100 feet to a couple miles down. And there you have all sorts of different species that um, really we didn't know about until the Alvin submersible came around in 1977. And then you've got the deep waters. Um, you know, along the f- seafloor, mm-hmm. uh, where you've got hydrothermal vents spewing these uh, 700 degree Fahrenheit waters uh, into the bottom, and, and uh, you have a whole different life forms that live outside of photosynthesis, outside of the light, into a, a form called chemosynthesis, and 
chemosynthesis is, is, is chemical uh, substance uh, that uh, enables uh, tube worms to live and produce bacteria that enables them to live and and, and then people and then um, fish feed off of that. Steve, why do you think there hasn't been that much exploration done of these? uncharted, unexplored areas. You know, I, I find it ironic that we're spending all this money going to Mars when we should be, in, you know, researching and exploring our, our own planet first. Well, we should be doing both. <laughs> but uh, the problem with exploring in the, the deep waters is the water pressure. You know, mm-hmm. water weighs uh, a lot when you get down that far. And, and um, you know, the, the, the water pressure in the Mariana Trench, which is the deepest part of the the uh, ocean is uh, seven miles down, and it's 16,000 pounds per square inch of pressure. Wow. And so you've got to develop machines that are able to operate in those type of pressure situations, and it, it's expensive, and it's high-tech, and it's actually easier to send a spaceship up into um, to Mars or the moon than it is down seven miles deep. I would imagine that with the new advances in robotic technology that investigating the deeper aspects of the of the oceans, uh, one day is going to be a lot easier than it is right now. Yeah, and, you know, it will be uh, pushed by um, exploration that leads mm-hmm. to profit. You know, if there's money behind it, if they if they find some type of substance down there um, that can yield new uh, energy sources or, or whatever it might be, then, then that's going to be the, uh, the motivation to go down there. That's, that's scary because if there is unknown life that we haven't discovered yet down in these trenches, which I'm sure there is, and we start the exploration of uh, exploration for profit, as I'd like to call it, let's just take a look what we did in the Gulf of Mexico not that long ago. Just imagine the damage we do to the, the ecosystem that I, that I imagine would be a lot more fragile due to the due to the high pressure and so on in these trenches, if we were, in fact, to go exploring and bang, we have another uh, another oil disaster like we had in the Gulf. Well, I don't think they'll go down that deep to get oil. I, that's just too impractical. But um, one of the things that make Origins uh, hints around that is that uh, there are manganese nodules down there that could contain uh, helium-3, and helium-3 is... Um, uh, a gas that uh, may make uh, cold fusion possible. So wow. um, if we can go down there to get it, then, you know, we may run into a megalodon or two. Interesting times ahead. Steve, talking about monsters, Loch Ness. What's your take on the Loch Ness monster? Well, my take, which I've been on your show before to speak about, mm-hmm. uh, deals with my book, The Lock, which is a modern-day Loch Ness thriller that... Uh, uh, details what the Loch Ness Monster really is and what it's not. It's not a plesiosaur. It's not some friendly dinosaur that, you know, that comes out in these Disney pictures. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's not an air-breathing reptile. Uh, it's uh, something a whole lot more vicious and uh, a whole lot more cold-blooded. And I, I don't want to give it away, but um, uh, my... Scientific explanation is based on some um, studies that have gone on in Loch Ness over the last 10 years. So do, so do you think that the Loch Ness Monster is being misidentified? Oh, purposely, because, uh, you know, you have to realize that in uh, the, the Loch, Loch Ness, is, mm-hmm. is um, the number two tourist attraction in all the United Kingdom. 
and people go there wanting to see some long neck plesiosaur, and and so they you know they have souvenir shops set up with little plesiosaur stuffed animals, and they have you know boat tours of Loch Ness looking for these things, and they've got photos that have been taken over the years, and a lot of them have been fake, and yeah. uh, but in reality there is there can be a large species that inhabits Loch Ness, but it's nothing like they portray. How long does it take you to do the research on your book? For example, let's let's use Locke for now. How long did it take you from conception to the point where you actually started the research that you used in your book? Well, research begins in the beginning of any project to make sure that there's a viable story and and it fleshes out the story, and then mm-hmm. the research continues during the writing of the of the book. So, uh, from start to finish uh, with the Locke, it probably took about a year from the start to finish for a novel like Grim Reaper, which was the most layered novel I've written, uh, that one took two years. What is your advice, Steve, for anyone listening tonight who believes they have a book inside of them, but they're just unwilling to take that chance? And, you know, because a lot of people don't like rejection. I, you know, I offer free writing tips at uh, www.stevealton.com, A-L-T-E-N.com, and so I can take you through a step-by-step process of how it, what it takes to get published. But the number one piece of advice I offer uh, new writers is don't write things that you think that you know. You know, you have a story that took place, you know, over the summer with your aunt tilda or whatever it might be mm-hmm. uh write about things that you like to read write about things that you think other people would like to read and then go out and do the research and and learn your subject because if you write, if i were to write about things that i know it wouldn't be a very long book because i just don't know that much but you know you have tools like the internet that you can when you have an idea will flesh out your novel and 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 bring research and, and science into the book that you know that will make the story believable how, has, how do you think the Internet has changed writing for authors like yourself? Well, again, it's, it's the most valuable tool that I have because it, it you know, enables me to research mm-hmm. details. For instance, when I was writing Grim Reaper, uh, the story takes place in Manhattan. Well, I'm from Philadelphia. I'm not really that familiar with Manhattan. So I printed up, uh, pieced together a giant map of Manhattan. And so when my characters are walking the streets, I'm walking the streets with them. I'm able to, you know, access details about each particular street, what stores are there, what restaurants are there, what they're serving for lunch. And so, you know, I want to make it as realistic as possible. I don't want to just create something out of thin air. I, I want something that's based on reality so that mm-hmm. when I when I create the fiction part of the story, it's a lot more fun for the reader to read. It almost sounds as if that, that you play the role of each of the characters in your book as, as you're writing it. Well, you have to, including the Grim Reaper, because the Grim Reaper is the character in the story, too. So, mm. you know, is the Angel of Death a, uh, an evil figure? No, it's not, it's not an evil figure. It's, it's a figure of death, and, and it has a history to itself. You've written a book about the lock. You've written Meg. You've written Grim Reaper. Tell me, do you think, or what is your, what is your opinion on life elsewhere off this planet? And do you, Steve Alton, think that this planet has been visited or, or is being visited by extraterrestrials. Yeah, I mean, it's funny that you mentioned that because I've got a book um, that has been uh, people have been waiting for for a while, the, the third book in the Domain trilogy called um, uh, Phobos, Mind, Fear, and, and, and 
the domain trilogy is about uh, 2012 and the Mayan prophecy mm-hmm. and and uh, the hardback of Phobos Mayan Fear will be out in October and 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 one of the through lines of the story is that uh, not only have we been visited by extraterrestrials but um, they'll play an important part in 2012 and uh, you know they are the reason that we haven't returned to the moon they are the re- reason behind. Area 51 and, and sightings that have gone on, and and, and um, uh, the military-industrial complex has, has kept that information to themselves for profit-oriented reasons, uh, as well as others. And uh, so there's a whole storyline behind uh, Phobos, my and fear that that will come out in October. Sounds exciting, Steve. Stand by, my friend. You and I have to take another commercial break. Always great having you on the show, Steve. And congratulations on all the great work that you do. Exonation. Nation, Steve Alton is our special guest, www.stevealton.com, S-T-E-V-E-A-L-T-E-N.com. Once again, Body, Soul, and Spirit Expo, February 17, 18, 19 at the International Center, 6900 uh, Airport Road in Mississauga, Ontario. I'm going to be the Master of Ceremonies. We're also going to be having the X-Chronicles booth, the Exxon Radio Show, Exxon TV Show, Paragators, Relmar McConnell Media, we're all going to be there. We'd love to meet you. So if you'd like to find out information about how you can participate, how you'd like to visit, or if you'd like to become an exhibitor, contact Chandler Armstrong at the uh, Body, Soul, and Spirit Expo, their website, www.bodysoulspiritexpo.com. That's www.bodysoulspiritexpo.com. Steve Alton is my guest. We're talking about two of his books, or three of his books this hour so far. Locke, Meg, and Grim Reaper, End of Days. My name's Rob McConnell. Steve Alton and I will return on the other side of this commercial break as we continue from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Once again, Steve's website, www.stevealton.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, I'm Larry Lawson, host of Paranormal Stakeout. With over 36 years in law enforcement, I have learned a few things. The most important is the proper gathering and preservation of evidence is vital to putting the bad guy behind bars. It's no different in the world of paranormal investigation. Whether it's the search for the afterlife, cryptozoology, UFOs, and extraterrestrials, how we gather the evidence, preserve that evidence, and present it to a jury of our peers will make the ultimate difference in proving the existence of worlds and entities that are beyond our imagination. Join me, Larry Lawson, every week on Paranormal Stakeout when, along with my guests, we'll take a journey to prove with indisputable evidence what man has struggled to believe for centuries. Go to xzbn.net for the broadcast schedule and check me out at paranormalstakeout.com.
True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. And welcome back, everyone. I'd just like to say hello to all the people that we met at the Canadian National Exhibition in Toronto uh, this weekend as Laura and I were there promoting the Exxon Radio and TV show. And uh, it's always great to meet the members of the Exxon family. So once again, to all of you who dropped by to see us with the Exxon Cruiser, thank you very much. Always great. And uh, love your ideas. And we're going to try and get as many of the guests that you suggested on over the next couple of weeks and months as the X-Zone gets into the year 2012. By the way, www.xzone2012.com. It's going to be uh, one heck of a site. Steve Alton's our special guest. And, uh, Steve, before we went to the commercial break, we just started talking about extraterrestrials. And, you know, you're into history, you're into science. I was just wondering if, if, if you believe, like so many others do, that the Nephilim or... The giants of old, those who descended from the sky that were talked about in biblical times, could actually be extraterrestrials in that they did have a guiding, uh, guiding. What's the word I'm looking for here? The, uh, influence. Influence. Yeah, into our into our growth and into our development. Yeah, actually, the Domain series plays up upon that a lot. That the Nephilim, uh, you know, in Genesis six were mentioned and and. The, the fault and the feeling of the fallen ones and the, mm-hmm. the fallen ones from where you know it's from a from a higher intellect and and the, that they did breed with the um women uh, of of that time period mm-hmm. and and uh which was around the time of the flood and and uh that they did have uh, a genetic effect on our species uh, uh phobos mind fear which comes out in october gets into that a lot with the rh negative factor that um uh rh negative being um RH, which stands for rhesus, as in rhesus monkey, that um, that um, 15% of the people on this planet uh, are RH negative, meaning that they don't have uh, a genetic code that takes it back to the to a primate. So where did the mm-hmm. genetic coding come from? Did it come from the nephilim? Did it come from uh, another species of of humans that? Uh, uh, and not primates, and 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 so the story gets involved in all that, and it also brings in research that I was able to um, obtain permission to use from Dr. Stephen Greer, uh, who um, uh, has a, a project that deals specifically with um, extraterrestrial encounters uh, uh, that have happened over the last four decades. Is it possible then, Steve, that the missing link is actually the ET connection? Yeah, it's very possible. And uh, the, the book storyline really gets into that a lot. Steve, how can our listeners get copies of your books, and where can they download your new ebook from? Well, Meg Origins is available on Amazon through uh, kin- through Kindle and, and uh, Nook on uh, Barnes and Noble and, and any other ebook readers, and, and uh, it's only ninety nine cents. It's 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 filled with uh, 
nine original uh, images that were created by an award-winning artist, and, and it really packs a lot for 99 cents, and uh, that's available on all ebook readers. Uh, Grim Reaper and the Days just came out last week in paperback, so that's available through Tor Forge Books, St. Martin's Press, and and uh, the big one, the hardback that's coming out, the, the third part in the Mind Doomsday series, which deals with extraterrestrials. Phobos Mind Fear can be ordered now, but it won't be out until October 10th. Steve, as always, great having you on the show. Thanks very much for joining us, and we look forward to the next time you join us here in the Exo. Thank you, Rob. I do appreciate it. Take care, Steve. Exo Nation. Great guy, Steve Alton, www.stevealton.com, S-T-E-V-E-A-L-T-E-N.com. We'll be back on the other side of this news break at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as we continue here in the Exxon with yours truly, Rob McConnell. 1-800-610-7035, worldwide toll-free. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com. And our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com.